just a guy. Yeah, he's only one guy. But you're tuned on in on your radio to the jazz man, Josh Oneman Theater Show. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's only one guy. But you're tuned on in on your radio to the jazz man, Josh Oneman Theater Show. I'm just a guy. That's right, I'm only one guy. But you're tuned on in on your radio to the Jazz Man Judge Theater Show. Yeah. Good evening, folks. I am your host, Jazzman Josh, with the Jazzman Josh One Man Theater Show. You are listening on WCVF 88.9, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. Now, tonight, we are at going to be continuing Act 3 of Romeo and Juliet, where we had la last left off. Um, Tybalt, Romeo, Marcuccio, and Benvolio, they got into a bit of a kerfuffle, and... Um, Tybalt stabbed Mercutio. So that's that's where we are right now. <laughs> and with that, we're going to get right into it. Hold, Tybalt! Good Mercutio! Tybalt, under Romeo's arm, stabs Mercutio and flies with his followers. I'm hurt. A plague on both your houses. I'm sped. Is he gone? And have nothing? What? Art thou hurt? I, I, a scratch, a scratch. There it is enough. Where's my page? Go, villain. Fetch a surgeon. Exit page. Courage, man. The hurt cannot be much. No, tis not so deep as a well, nor so wide as a church door, but tis enough. Twill serve. Ask for me tomorrow, and you shall find me a grave man. I am peppered. I warrant for this world. A plague on both your houses. Sounds. A dog, a rat, a mouse, a cat, to scratch a man to death. A braggart, a rogue, a villain that fights by the book of arithmetic. Why the devil came between us? I was hurt under your arm. I thought all for the best. Help me into some house, Benvolio, or I shall faint. A plague on both your houses. They have made worms meat of me. I have it soundly, too. To your houses. Exit Mercutio and Benvolio. Romeo. This gentleman, the prince's near ally, my very friend, hath got his mortal hurt in my behalf, my reputation stained with Tybalt's slander. Tybalt, that an hour hath been my kinsman. Oh, sweet Juliet, thy beauty hath made me effeminate, and in my temper softened valor steel. Re-enter Benvolio. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, brave Mercutio's dead. That gallant spirit hath aspired the clouds, which too untimely here did scorn the earth. 
This day's black fate on more days doth depend. This but begins the woe others end. Here comes the furious Tybalt back again. Alive in triumph and Mercutio slain. Away to heaven, respective Lanity. And fire-eyed fury be my conduct now. Re-enter Tybalt. Now, Tybalt, take the villain back again. That late thou gavest me for Mercutio's soul is but a little way above our heads, staying for thine to keep him company. Either thou or I or both must go with him. Thou wretched boy, that disconsort him here, shout with him hence. This shall determine that. They fight. Tybalt falls. Romeo, away, be gone. The citizens are up and Tybalt slain. Stand not amazed, the prince will doom thee death. If thou art taken hence, be gone, away! Oh, I am fortune's fool! Why dost thou stay? Exit Romeo. Enter citizens. <clears throat> First citizen. Which way ran he that killed Mercutio? Tybalt, that murderer! Which way ran he? Here li there lies that Tybalt! Up, sir, go with me, I charge thee in the prince's name! Obey! Enter Prince, attended, Montague, Capulet, their wives, and others. The Prince says, Where are the vile beginners of this fray? Oh, noble Prince, I can discover all the unlucky manage of this fatal brawl. There lies the man, slain by young Romeo, that slew my kinsman, brave Mercutio. Tybalt, my cousin, oh, my brother's child, oh, Prince, oh, cousin, husband, oh, the blood is spilt. Oh, my dear kinsman, Prince, as thou art true for blood of ours, shed blood of Montague. Oh, cousin, cousin. Benvolio, who began this bloody fray? Tybalt, here slain, whom Romeo's hand did slay. Romeo that spoke him fair, bade him bethink how nice the quarrel was, and urged withal. Your high displeasure all this uttered, with gentle breath, calm look, knees humbly bowed. Could not take truce with the unruly spleen of Tybalt deft at peace, but that he tilts with piercing steel at bold Mercutio's breast, who all his hot turns deadly point to point, and with a martial scorn with one hand beats cold death aside, and with the other sends it back to Tybalt, whose dexterity retorts it. Romeo, he, he cries aloud, Hold, friends, friends part, and swifter than his tongue, his agile arm beats down their fatal points and twixt them rushes, underneath whose arm an envious thrust from Tybalt hit the life of stout Mercutio, and then Tybalt fled, but by and by comes back to Romeo, who had but newly entertained rage, and they go like lightning, for I could draw it apart them, was stout Tybalt slain. And as he fell, did Romeo turn and fly? This is the truth, or let Benvolio die. He is a kinsman to the Montague. Affection makes him false, he speaks not true. Some twenty of them fought in this black strife, and all those twenty could but kill one life. I beg for justice, which thou, prince, must give. Romeo slew Tybalt, Romeo must not live. Romeo slew him, he slew, slew to Mercutio, who now the price of his, of his dear blood doth owe. Not Romeo, prince, he was Mercutio's friend. His fault concludes, but what the law should end, the life of Tybalt. And for that offense, immediately we do exile him hence. 
I've an interest in your hate proceeding. My blood for your rude brawls doth lie a-bleeding. But I'll immerse you in so strong a fine that you shall all repent the loss of mine. I will be deaf to pleading and excuses. Nor tares nor prayers I shall purchase out abuses. Therefore use none. Let Romeo hence in haste. Else, when he's found, that hour is his last. Bear hence this body and attend our will. Mercy but murders, pardoning those that kill. They exit. Scene two, Capulet's Orchard. Enter Juliet. Gallop apace, you fiery-footed steeds! Toward Phoebus's lodging, such a wagoner as Phaethon would whip you to the west and bring in cloudy night immediately. Spread thy clothes curtain, love-performing night, that runaway's eyes may wank and Romeo leap to these, own ar these arms, untalked of and unseen. Lovers can do to their amorous rights by their own beauties, or, if love be blind, if best agrees with night. Come, civil knight, thou sober-suited matron, all in black, and learn me how to lose a winning match. Played for a pair of stainless maidenhoods, put my unmanned blood fading in my cheeks, with thy black mantle, to strange love grown bold, think true love acted simple modesty. Come, knight, come, Romeo, come, thou day and night, for thou wilt lie upon the wings of night, whither then new snow on a raven's back. Come, gentle knight, come loving, a black-browed knight, give me my Romeo, and when he shall die, take him and cut him out in little stars, and he will make the face of heaven so fine that all the world will be in love with night and pay no worship to the garish sun. Oh, I have bought the mansion of a love, but not possessed it, and though I am sold, not yet enjoyed. So tedious is this day, as in the night before some festival, to an impatient child that hath new robes and may not wear them. Oh, here comes my nurse, and she brings news, and every tongue that speaks but Romeo's name speaks heavenly eloquence. Enter nurse with cords. Now, nurse, what news? What hast thou there? The cords that Romeo bid thee fetch? Ay, ay, the cords. Nurse throws them down. Ay, me, what news? Why dost thou wring thy hands? Ah, well, the day, he's dead. He's dead, he's dead. We are undone, lady. We are undone. Alack, the day, he's gone. He's killed, he's dead. Can heaven be so envious? Romeo can, though heaven cannot. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, whoever would have thought it? Romeo! What devil art thou that dost torment me thus? This torture should be roared in dismal hell. Hath Romeo slain himself? Say thou, but I, and that fair foul eye, shall poison more than the death-darting eye of a cockatrice. If I am not high, if there be such an eye, or those eyes shut that make the answer I, if he be slain, say I, or if not, no. Brief sounds determine of my weal or woe. I saw the wound, I saw it with mine eyes. God save the mark, here on this on his manly breast. A piteous corse, a bloodiest piteous corse. Pale, pale as ashes, all bedaubed in blood, all in gore blood. I swound it at the sight. Oh, break my heart, poor bankrupt, ba break at once. To prison eyes ne'er look on liberty. Vile earth, to earth resign and motion here, and thou and Romeo press one heavy bier. Oh, Tybalt, Tybalt, the best friend I had! 
Oh, courteous Tybalt, honest gentleman, that ever I should live to see thee dead. What, st what storm is this that blows so contrary? Is Romeo slaughtered, and is Tybalt dead? My dear loved cousin, and my dear lord, the dreadful trumpets sound the general doom, for who is living if those two are gone? Tybalt is gone, and Romeo banished. Romeo that killed him, he is banished. Oh God, did Romeo's hand shed Tybalt's blood? It did, it did, alas, the day it did. Oh, a serpent hard hid with a flowering face. Did ever dragon keep so fair a cave? Beautiful tyrant, fiend angelical, dove-feathered raven, wolfish-ravening lamb, despised substance of divinest show, just opposite to what thou justly seemst, a darn saint, an honorable villain. Oh, nature, what hast thou to do in hell when thou didst bower the spirit of a fiend in moral paradise of such sweet flesh? Was ever book containing such vile matter so fairly bound? Oh, that deceit should dwell in such a gorgeous palace. There's no trust, no faith, no honesty in men, all perjured, all forsworn, all not, all dissemblers. Ah, where's my man? Give me some aqua vitae. These griefs, these woes, these sorrows make me old. Shame come to Romeo. Blistered be thy tongue for such a wish. He was not born to shame. Upon his brow shame is ashamed to sit. For tis his throne where honor may be crowned, sole monarch of the universal earth. Oh, what a beast was I to chide at him. Will you speak well of him that killed your cousin? Shall I speak ill of him that is my husband? Oh, poor lord, what tongue shall suit me with thy name when I, thy three hours wife, have mangled it? But wherefore, villain, didst thou kill my cousin? That villain cousin would have killed my husband. Back, foolish tears, back to your native spring. Your tributary drops belong to woe, which you, mistaken, offer up to joy. My husband lives, that Tybalt would have slain, and Tybalt's dead, that would have slain my husband. All this is comfort, wherefore weep thy then. Somewhere there was worser than Tybalt's death, that murdered me. I would forget it fain, but, oh, it presses to my memory, like damned guilty deeds to sinners' minds. Tybalt is dead, and Romeo banished. That banished, that one word banished, hath slain ten thousand Tybalts. Tybalt's death was woe enough if it had ended there, or sour woe delights in fellowship and needly will be ranked with other griefs. Why followed not when she said Tybalt's dead, thy father or thy mother, nay, or both, which modern lamentations might have moved. But with a rearward following Tybalt's death, Romeo is banished to speak that word, is father, mother, Tybalt, Romeo, Juliet, all slain, all dead. Romeo is banished. There's no end, no limit, measure, bound in that word's death. No words can that woe sound. Where's my father, my mother, Paris? And uh, from here, it is time for a boothlay. Hey Siri, what should I like listen to? You should listen to WCVFFM 88.9 The Voice. Does it have like variety? WCVF has variety. It is whatever those Fredonia College kids and community members decide to put on the air. That sounds like freaking amazing. Thanks, girl. You're listening to WCVF 88.9 FM. <laughs> The voice, the voice of Fredonia.
All right, folks, and once again, we are back. I'm your host, Jasmine Josh, with the Jasmine Josh One Man Theater Show. Uh, we are currently in Act 3 of Romeo and Juliet. And let's get right into it. <clears throat> Where is my father and my mother, nurse? Weeping and wailing over Tybalt's course. Will you go to them? I will bring you thither. Wash they his wounds with tears. Mine shall be spent. When theirs are dry for Romeo's banishment. Take up those cords, poor ropes. You are beguiled. Both you and I, for Romeo is exiled. He made you for a highway to my bed. But I am made, thy maiden widowed. Come, cords, come, nurse. I'll to my wedding bed. And death, not Romeo, take my maidenhead. Hie to your, your chamber. I'll find Romeo to comfort you. I watch well where he is. Hark ye, your Romeo will be will be here at night. I'll to him. He is hid at Lawrence's cell. Oh, find him. I give this ring to my true knight and bid him come to take his farewell. Exit. Scene three, Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar Lawrence. Romeo, come forth, come forth. Thou fearful man, affliction is enamored of thy parts, and thou art wedded to calamity. Enter Romeo. Father, what news? What is the prince's doom? What sorrow craves acquaintance at my hand that I yet know not? Too familiar is my dear son with such sour company. I bring thee tidings of the prince's doom. W what less than doomsday is the prince's doom? A gentler judgment vanished from his lips. Not body's death, but body's banishment. Ha! Banishment? Be merciful, say death! Rexile hath more terror in his look, much more than death. Do not say banishment. Hence from Verona art thou banished. Be patient, for the world is broad and wide. There is no world without Verona walls, but purgatory, torture, hell itself. Hence banished is banished from the world. And world's exile is death. Then banished is death in his term, calling death a banishment. Thou cutst my head off with a golden axe and smilest upon the stroke that murders me. Oh, deadly sin! Oh, rude unthankfulness! Thy fault our law calls death, but the kind prince, taking thy part, hath rushed aside the law and turned that black word death to banishment. This is dear mercy, and thou ceased it not. Tis torture and not mercy. Heaven is here where Juliet lives, and every cat and dog, little mouse, every unworthy thing. Live here in heaven and may look on her, but Romeo may not. More validity, more honorable state, more courtship lives and carry on flies than Romeo. They might cease on the white wonder of dear Juliet's hand and steal immortal blessings from her lips, who even in pure and vestal modesty still blush, as thinking their own kiss is sin. But Romeo may not, he is banished. Flies may do this, but I from this must fly. They are free men, but I am banished? And sayst thou that exile is not death? Hast thou no poison mixed, no sharp ground knife, no sudden mean of death? Oh, ne'er so mean, but banished to kill me? Banished? Oh, friar, the darned use that word in hell. Howling's attendant, how hast thou the heart? Being a divine, a ghostly confessor, a sin absolver, and my friend professed to mangle me with that word banished. Thou fond art madman, hear me but speak a word. Oh, thou wilt speak again of banishment. 
I'll give the armor to keep off that word. Adversity, sweet milk, philosophy, to comfort thee. Thou art bound, though thou art banished. Yet banished? Hang up, philosophy. Unless philosophy can make a Juliet, this planet town reverse a prince's doom, it helps not, it prevails not. Talk no more. Oh, then I see that madmen have no ears. How should they, when that wise men have no eyes? Let me dispute with thee of thy estate. Thou canst not speak of thou that thou dost not feel. Were thou as young as I, Juliet thy love, and are but married, Tybal murdered, doting like me and like me banished, then mightst thou speak, then mightst thou tear thy hair and fall upon the ground as I do now, taking the measure of an unmade grade. Knocking within. Arise! One knocks, good Romeo. Hide themselves! Not I, unless the breath of a heart sick groans, mislike, and fold me from the search of eyes. Hark how they knock! Who's there? Romeo, arise! Thou wilt be taken! Stay a while, stand up! Run to my study, by and by, God's will! What simpleness is this? I come, I come! Who knocks so hard? Whence come you? What's your will? Nurse, from within. Let me come in, and you shall know my errand. I come from Lady Juliet. Welcome, then. Enter, nurse. Oh, oh, holy friar. Tell me, holy friar, where is my lady's lord? Where's Romeo? There, on the ground, with his own tears made drunk. Oh, he is even in my mistress's case. Just in her case, oh, woeful sympathy, piteous predicament. Even so lies she, blubbering and weeping, weeping and blubbering. Stand up, stand up, stand, and you be a man for Juliet's sake. For her sake, rise and stand. Why should you fall into so deep an hoe? Nurse! Ah, sir, ah, sir, well, that's the end of all. Speakst thou of, of Juliet? How is it with her? Doth she not think me an old murderer, now that I've stained the child of our joy? With blood removed, but little from her own. Where is she, and how doth she? And what says my concealed lady to her cancelled love? Oh, she says nothing, sir, but weeps and weeps, and now falls on her bed, and then starts up, and Tybalt calls, and then on Romeo cries, and then down falls again. As if that name, shot from the deadly level of a gun, did murder her, as that name's cursed hand murdered her kinsman. Oh, tell me, friar, tell me, in what vile part of this anatomy doth my name lodge? Tell me that I may sack the hateful mansion. Drawing his sword. Hold thy desperate hand! Art thou a man? Thy form cries out thou art. Thy tears are womanish, thy wild acts denote the unreasonable fury of a beast. Unseemly woman and a seeming man, or ill-beseeming beast and seeming both. Thou hast amazed me by my holy order. I thought thy disposition better tempered. Hast thou slain Tybalt? Will thou slay thyself? And stay thy lady too that lives in thee. By doing darn hate upon thyself? Why railst thou on thy birth, the heaven, the earth? Since birth and heaven and earth all three do meet in thee at once, which thou at once wouldst lose. Fie, fie, thou shamest thy shape, thy love, thy wit, which, like a usurer, abounds in all, and uses none in that true use indeed. Which should be deck thy shape, thy love, thy wit, thy noble shape is but a form of wax, digressing from the valor of a man. 
thy dear love sworn but hollow perjury, killing that love which thou hast vowed to cherish. Thy wit, that ornament to shape in love, misshapen in the conduct of them both. Little power in a skitless soldier's flask is set aside by thine own, thy, thine own ignorance, and thou dismembered with thine own defense. What, rouse thee, man? Thy Juliet is alive! For whose dear sake thou wast but lately dead, there art thou happy. Tybalt would kill thee, but thou smoothest Tybalt, and there art thou happy too. The law that threatened death becomes thy friend and turns to exile. There art thou happy. A pack of blessings lights up upon my, thy back. Happiness courts thee in her best array, but like a misbehaved and sullen wench, thou pounced upon thy fortune with thy love. Take heed, take heed, for such die miserable. Go, get thee to thy love, as we decreed. Ascend her chamber, hence and comfort her. But look, thou stay not till the watch be set, for then thou canst not pass to Mantua, where thou shalt live till we can find a time to blaze your marriage, reconcile your friends, beg pardon if the prince and call thee back. With twenty hundred thousand times more joy than thou wentst forth in lamentation, Go before, nurse, commend me to thy lady, and bitter hasten all the house to bed, which heavy sorrow makes them apt unto. Romeo is coming. Oh, Lord, I could have stayed here all the night to hear a good counsel. Oh, what learning is. My Lord, I'll tell my lady you will come. Do so in bed, and bid my sweet prepare to chide. Here, sir, a ring she bid me to give you, sir. Hi, you, make haste, for it grows very late. Nurse exits. How will my comfort is revived by this? Go hence, good night, and here stands all your state. Either be gone before the watch be set, or by the break of day disguised from hence. So journ in Mantua, I'll find out your man, and he shall signify from time to time every good hap to you that chances here. Give me thy hand, tis light, farewell, good night. But that hand, but that a joy past joy calls out on me, the... It were a grief, so brief to part with thee. Farewell. Exit. <clears throat> it is that time again. Broadcasting live out of the Fredonia Radio Studios, we are 88.9 WCVF, the voice of Fredonia. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, he's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. All right, folks, and we are back. Once again, you're listening to 88.9 WCVF-FM, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. This is the Jazz Man Josh one-man theater show, and we are currently in uh, Act 3, Scene 4 of Romeo and Juliet. Enter Capulet, Lady Capulet, and Paris. Things have fallen out, sir, so unluckily that we have had no time to move our daughter. Look you, she loved her kinsman Tybalt dearly, and so did I. Well, we were born to die. 
Tis very late. She'll not come down tonight, I promise you, but for your company, I would have been a bed an hour ago. These times of woe afford no time to woo. Madam, good night. Commend me to your daughter. I know her mind early tomorrow. Tonight she is moved up to her heaviness. Sir Paris, I will make a desperate tender of all my of my child's love. I think she will be ruled in all respects by me. Nay, more, I doubt it not. Wife, go you to her ere you go to bed. Acquaint her here of my son Paris's love, and bid her, mark you me, on Wednesday next. But soft, what day is this? Monday, my lord. Monday? Ha, ha. Well, Wednesday is too soon. Oh, Thursday let it be. Oh, Thursday, tell her. She shall be married to this noble earl. Will you be ready? Do you like this haste? We'll keep no great ado, a friend or two. For hark you, Tybalt being slain so late, it may be thought we held him carelessly, being our kinsmen if we revel much. Therefore, we'll have some half a dozen friends, and there an end. But what say you to Thursday? My lord, I would that Thursday were tomorrow. Well, get you gone. Oh, Thursday, be it then. Go you to Juliet, ere you go to bed. Prepare her, wife against this wedding day. Farewell, my lord. Light to my chamber, ho. Afore me, it is so very, very late that we may call it early by and by. Good night. Sir Capulet exits. Enter Romeo and Juliet above at the window. Wilt thou be gone? It is not yet near day. It was the nightingale, not the lark, that pierced the faithful hollow of thine ear. Nightly she sings on young pomegranate tree. Believe me, love, it was the nightingale. It was the lark, the herald of the morn. No, nightingale. Look, love, what envious streaks do lace the severing clouds in yonder east. Night's candles are burnt out, and jocund day stands tiptoe on the misty mountain tops. I must be gone and live, or stay and die. Yon light is not daylight, I know it, I... It is some meteor that the sun exhales, to be thee this night a torchbearer, and thee light on thy way to Mantua. Therefore, stay yet, thou needst not to be gone. Let me be taken, let me be put to death. I'm content, so thou wilt have it so. I'll say yon gray is not the morning's eye, tis but the pale reflex of Cynthia's brow, nor that is not the lark, whose notes do beat the vaulty heaven so high above our heads. I have more care to stay than will to go. Come, death and welcome, Juliet wills it so. How is't my death? Let's talk. It is not day. It is, it is, high hence, be gone, away. It is the lark that sings so out of tune, straining a harsh discords and unpleasing sharps. Some say the lark made sweet division. This doth not so, for she divideth us. Some say the lark and low the toad change eyes. Oh, now I would they had changed voices too. Since arm from arm that voice doth us affray, hunting thee hence with hunts up to the day. Oh, now be gone, more light and light it grows. More light and light, more dark and dark our woes. Enter nurse to the chamber. Madam! Nurse? 
Your lady mother is coming to your chamber. The day is broke. Be wary. Look about. The nurse exits. Then, window, let day in and let life out. Farewell, farewell. One kiss and I'll descend. He goeth down. Art thou gone so? Love, Lord, a husband, friend. I must hear from thee every day in the hour, for in a minute there are many days. Oh, by this count I shall be much in years, ere I again behold my Romeo. Farewell, I will omit no opportunity that may convey my greetings, love, to thee. Oh, thinkst thou we shall ever meet again? I doubt it not, and all of these woes shall serve for sweet discourses in our time to come. Oh, God, I've an ill-divining soul. Methinks I see thee, now thou heart below, as one dead in the bottom of a tomb. Either my eyesight, my eyesight fails, or thou look'st pale. And trust me, love, in my eyes so do you. Dry sorrow drinks our blood. Adieu, adieu. Romeo exits. Oh, fortune, all men call thee fickle. If thou art fickle, what dost thou with him? What is renowned for faith? Be fickle, fortune, for then I hope thou wilt not keep him long, but send him back. Oh, daughter, are you up? Who is that calls? Is it my lady mother? Is she not down so late or up so early? What unaccustomed cause procures her hither? Enter Lady Capulet. Why, how now, Juliet? Madam, I'm not well. Evermore. <laughs> I don't remember the voice I did for Lady Capulet. Um. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> I need to find a new voice for her. She sounds too much like Nurse. <clears throat> Evermore weeping for your cousin's death. What, wilt thou wash him from his grave with tears? And if thou couldst, thou couldst not make him live. Therefore, have done, some grief shows much of love, but much of grief shows still some want of wit. Yet let me... Oof. Hang on here. As I, as I, as I figure out the voices I'm, I'm giving these characters, because <clears throat> I just gave Juliet's voice a capulet. That ain't, that ain't right. <laughs> <clears throat> Yet let me weep for such a feeling loss. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend. Okay, that works. So shall you feel the loss, but not the friend which you weep for? Feeling so the loss, cannot choose but ever weep the friend. Whoa, girl, thou weeps not so much for his death as, the, as that the villain lives which slaughtered him. What villain, madam? That same villain, Romeo. A sign. Villain? And he be many miles asunder. God pardon him, I do with all my heart, and yet no man like he doth grieve my heart. That is because the traitor murderer lives. Hey, madam, from the reach of these my hands, would none but I might venge my cousin's death. We will have vengeance for it, fear thou not, then weep no more. I'll send to one in Mantua, where that same banished runagate doth live shall give him such an unaccustomed ram that he shall soon keep Tybalt company, and then I hope thou wilt be satisfied. Indeed, I never shall be satisfied with Romeo till I behold him dead. Is my poor heart for a kinsman vexed? 
Madam, if you could find out but a man to bear a poison, I would temper it, that Romeo should, upon receipt thereof, soon sleep in quiet. Oh, how my heart abhors to hear him named, and cannot come to him to rake the love I bore my cousin. Upon his body that slaughtered him, find thou the means, and I'll find such a man. But now I'll tell thee joyful tidings, girl. And joy comes with in, in such a needy time. What are they? I beseech your ladyship. Well, well, thou hast a careful father, child, one who, to put thee from thy heaviness, hath sorted out a sudden day of joy that thou expects not, nor I looked not for. Madam, in happy time, what day is that? Marry, my child, early, early next Thursday morn, the gallant, young, and noble gentleman, the county Paris at St. Peter's Church, shall happily make thee there a joyful bride. Now, by St. Peter's Church and Peter, too, he shall not make me there a joyful bride. I wonder at this haste that I must wed, ere he that should be husband comes to woo. I pray you, tell my lord and father, madam, I will not marry yet. And when I do, I swear, it shall be Romeo, whom you know I hate, rather than Paris. These are news indeed. Here comes your father. Tell him so yourself, and see how he will take it at your hands. Enter Sir Capulet and Nurse. When the sun sets, the air doth drizzle dew. But for the sunset of my brother's son, it rains downright. How now, a conduit, girl? What, still in tears? Evermore showering in one little body, thou can face a bark, a sea, a wind. For still thy eyes, which I may call the sea, do ebb and flow with tears. The bark thy body is, sailing in this salt flood, the winds, thy sighs, who, raging with thy tears, and they with them, without a sudden calm, will overset the tempest-tossed body. How now, wife? Have you delivered to her our decree? Aye, sir, but she will be none. She gives you thanks. I would the fool were married to her grave. Soft, take me with you. Take me with you, wife. How? Will she none? Doth she not give us thanks? Is she not proud? Doth she not count her blessed? Unworthy as she is that we have wrought, so worthy a gentleman to be her bridegroom? Not proud you have, but thankful that you have. Proud can I never be of what I hate, but thankful even for hate. What is meant, that is meant love. How now, how now, chop logic. What is this? Proud? And I thank you, and I thank you not, and yet not proud? Mistress Midian, you, thank me no harkings, nor proud me no prouds, but fettle your fine joints against Thursday next. To go with Paris to St. Peter's Church, or I will drag thee on a hurdle thither. Out, you green sickness carrion, out, you baggage, you tallow face. Fie, fie, what, are you mad? Good father, I beseech you on my knees, Hear me with patience, but to speak a word. Hang thee, young baggage, disobedient wretch. I tell thee what, get thee to church on Thursday, or never after look me in the face. Speak not, reply not, do not answer me. My fingers itch. Wife, we scarce thought us blessed that God had lent us but this only child. But now I see this one is one too much, and that we have a curse in having her. Out on her, Hilding. <clears throat> God in heaven bless her. You are to blame, my lord, to rate her so. And why, my lady wisdom? Hold your tongue. 
Good prudence. What's the matter with your gossips? Go. I speak no treason. Oh, God ye god den. May one not speak? Peace, you mumbling fool. Under your gravy or a gossip's bowl, we're here we need it not. You are too hot. God's bread, it makes me mad. Day, night, hour, tide, time, work, play, alone in company, still my care hath been to have her matched, that having now provided a gentleman of noble percentage, parentage, of fair demesnes, youthful and nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honorable parts, proportion as one's thought would wish a man, and then I to have a wretched, pooling fool, a whining mammoth, and her fortune's tender, to answer I'll not wed, I cannot love, I am too young, I pray you, pardon me, but as you will not wed, I'll pardon you. Graze where you will, you shall not house with me. Look to think, and I do not use to jest. Thursday is near, lay hand on heart, advise, and you be mine. I'll give you to my friend, and you be not. Hang, beg, starve, die in the streets, for by my soul I'll never acknowledge thee. Nor what is mine shall never do thee good. Trust, hope. Be thank you. I'll not be forsworn. All right, folks. We interrupt our broadcast for more booth plays and the like. And this is WCVF, the campus and community voice of Fredonia. All right. And as always, it's time for the 45-minute mark grapevine. <clears throat> Join the local lowdown and Foxhead Record Company this Saturday, November 12th. That's tomorrow. As they co-host an artist showcase at Main Street Studios in Fredonia, New York. The show features artists Garden Closet, Buffalo Shoe Gaze, Second Suitor, Bingham Tim Pop Rock Punk, and P.S. You're Dead. Buffalo Hardcore Dance Violence. Doors for this show open at 10 p.m. with music starting at 8 p.m. and entry is $5.00. Come on out for great music and great fun. The Local Lowdown is a production for Fredonia Radio Systems, WCVF 88.9, The Voice, and WDVL 89.5, The Inferno. The show aims to promote musicians from the realm of Western New York and beyond. And with that, just a reminder, you are listening to 88.9 WCVF, the campus community voice of Fredonia. We are closing on the third act of Romeo and Juliet. And let us continue from where we left off. Is there no pity sitting on the clouds that sees the bottom of my grief? Oh, sweet my mother, cast me not away. Delay this marriage for a month, a week. Or if you do not, make the bridal bed in that dim monument where Tybalt lies. Talk not to me, for I'll not speak a word. Do as thou wilt, for I have done with thee. Exit. Oh God, oh nurse, how shall this be prevented? My husband is on earth, my faith in heaven. How shall that faith return again to earth, unless that husband sent it me from heaven by leaving earth? Comfort me, counsel me. Alack, alack, that heaven should practice stratagems upon so soft a subject as myself. What sayst thou? Hast thou not a word of joy? Some comfort, nurse. Faith, here it is. 
Romeo is banished and all the world to no and all the world to nothing. And he dares never come back to challenge you. Or if he do, it needs must be by stealth. Then, since the queso stands it now, uh, now, uh, then since the queso stands as now it doth, I think it best you married with the county. Oh, he's a lovely gentleman. Romeo's a dishclout to him, an eagle, madam. Hath not so green, so quick, so fair an eye as Paris hath? Be shrew, my very heart. I think you are happy in this second match. For it excels your first. Or if it did not, your first is dead. For twere as good as he were as living here, and you no use of him. Speaks thou from my heart? And from my soul too, or else be shrew them both. Amen. What? Well, thou hast comforted me marvelous much. Go in and tell my lady I'm gone, having displeased my father to Lawrence's cell, to make confession to be absolved. Mary, I will, and this is wisely done. Nurse exits. Ancient defamation, dam, darnation, oh most wicked fiend, is it more sin to wish me thus forsworn, or to dispraise my lord with that same tongue, which she has praised him with above compare so many thousand times? Go, counselor. Thou and my bosom henceforth shall be twain. I'll to the frider to know his remedy. If all else fail, myself have power to die. Exit. And now we begin Act 4. Scene 1. Friar Lawrence's cell. Enter Friar Lawrence and Paris. On Thursday, sir. The time is very short. Uh, Paris's voice. You know, this is one that I messed up earlier because I, I think I gave Paris the same voice as Friar Lawrence by accident. Um... You know, Paris is kind of a villain in this story. Like, he's the dude who's going, who's supposed to marry Juliet instead of Romeo. And I'm not for that. <laughs> so, um, we should give him a very sinister voice. My father Capulet will have it so, and I am nothing slow to slack his haste. You say you do not know the lady's mind. Uneven is the course, I like it not. Immoderately she weeps for Tybalt's death, and therefore have I little talkative love, for Venus smiles not in a house of tears. Now, sir, her father counts it dangerous that she doth give her sorrow so much a sway, and in his wisdom hastes our marriage to stop the inundation of her tears, which, too much minded by herself alone, may be put from her by society. Now, do you know the reason of this haste? Prior Lawrence aside, I would, I knew not why it should be slowed. Look, sir, here comes the lady towards my cell. Enter Juliet. Happily met, my lady and my wife. That may be, sir, when I may be a wife. That may be, must be, love on Thursday next. What must be, shall be. That's a certain text. Come you to make confession to this father? To answer that, I should confess to you. Do not deny to him that you love me. I must confess to you that I love him. So will ye, I am sure that you love me. If I do so, it will be more of more price being spoke behind your back than to your face. Poor soul, thy face is much abused with tears. 
The tears have got small victory by that, for it was bad enough before their spite. Thou wrongst it more than tears with that report. That is no slander, sir, which is a truth. And what I spake, I spake it to my face. Thy face is mine, and thou hast slandered it. It may be so, for it is not mine own. Are you at leisure, Holy Father, now, or shall I come to you at evening mass? My leisure serves me, pensive daughter, now. My lord, we must entreat this time alone. God shield I should disturb devotion. Juliet, on Thursday early will I rouse ye. Till then, adieu, and keep this holy kiss. folks it seems we are at a part where it is no there's no better time to cut it off than now so we will ideally i think you know i think we're in act four now which is very short and there's an act five which is very short really they're they they're about as long as one act so <clears throat> i'll take a moment here to uh make an awesome announcement about this show I am very, very fortunate. I was able to, um, this show, you can now hear it on a bunch of major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio. Um, it's on, it's on my YouTube, Jazzman Josh. So if you search up the Jazzman Josh One Man Theater Show on any place that you get podcasts, you can listen to previous episodes. Anyway. Thank you very much for tuning in tonight. The plan is to finish this show... Well, not next Friday. Next Friday is break. I don't think I'll be here. So, the following Friday. So, be sure to tune in for the end of Romeo and Juliet on November 25th. Thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful night, everybody. <laughs>